Welcome to the Every Day is a New Day podcast and live show. The inspirational show about moving forward and choosing to be more of you. Transmuting the self-doubt and stepping into courageously aligned confidence in who you uniquely are. My name is Kim O'Neill. I'm a twice-certified transformational confidence coach, Reiki master, best-selling author, and former crime analyst who now helps empathic, heart-centered individuals shatter the noise of self-doubt, find clarity on what self-love really looks like, and the courage to be peacefully grounded in who you've always known you are from the inside out. Join me for the live shows on Facebook and YouTube and visit KimO'NeillCoaching.com for more info. Let's get to it. All right, and welcome to the Every Day is a New Day show. My name is Kim O'Neill. I'm so happy to have you here with us. Today, we are continuing the conversation on the dark night of the soul. If you joined us last time, we shared perspectives and insights, uh, experiences about real life dark night of the soul experiences. Real life, that sounds so silly. But <laughs> but really sharing from the heart with myself and my two guests that I'm going to be bringing up today. The reason why we are doing a part Two, though, a part two of Dark Night of the Soul is because that is not where the story ends. When you're going through a Dark Night of the Soul experience, I know I'm just diving right into it, right? Diving right into it. When you're having or feel like you're going through a Dark Night of the Soul experience, something that's really deep, really heavy, really confusing, really whew, just filled with so many emotions, right? So many emotions, many confusion, whatever it may be. And you recognize, oh my goodness, this is possibly unlike anything you've ever experienced before. It may feel like that's where the story ends. It may feel like that's where, oh my goodness, right? All hope is lost. Things are so dark. How do I get out of this? And that is what today's conversation is about. Actually, let me, let me rephrase that. Today's conversation isn't so much about the how you get through it. It's about what comes next. Because it's not about going around it, going under it, right? It's about going through it. And we talked a lot about that in the first conversation. So if you didn't watch that one yet, and this is really speaking to you, I absolutely encourage you to check out the first Dark Night of the Soul conversation I had with today's guests. And of course, you can find that on Facebook or YouTube and and then come back to this conversation. But if you already had that one and you're you're or you're feeling like, you know what, I'm so ready or maybe you're simply like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you, Kim, for telling me that this is not where it ends, that there's something more. That's what we're going to be talking about today, because as you go through it, when you go through it, you find out there's so much more. There's a bright light on the other side. And I personally believe that that bright light is simply you, you, you that comes through on the other side. And it's a reformed, transformed, rebirthed version of you. It's your next iteration. Who you were before was amazing. And who you're being called to be next is, is requiring this, this rebirth transformation process that you're going through. And so before I bring up my guests, I just want to say one last thing to really highlight and encapsulate all of that. The diamond once lived its life as charcoal. And that unexpected pressurized process yielded that most valuable gem that it becomes next. It's diamond self. So that is you. 
I'm so happy to have you here. And with that said, I want to bring up today's guests. Welcome to the show, Kara Berry and Angie Craft Meldahl. Welcome to both of you. Hello. Thank Hello. you for having us. Hi. So, Karen and Angie, of course, I wanted to go ahead and share with everyone a little bit more about who each of you are before we get into our conversation. Um, and for so everyone can know kind of all the different facets of where we may go with today's conversation, because when we finished the last one, we realized there's so much more. There's so much more to share with you. So Angie Craft Meldahl is a certified intuitive life coach, certified quantum success coaching academy, law of attraction coach, an Akashic Rec Records teacher and guide, and a life purpose hand analyst. I just think all of that is so cool. So thank you for being here, Angie. Thank you. And Kara Berry. And Kara, I always say Kara, but is it Kara or Kara or is it both? <laughs> However you say it, Kim, is fine with me. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So Kara Berry is a channeler and spiritual hand holder, also known as the dolphin messenger, but she does channel uh, messages from lots of different energies. And she brings through messages of love, peace, and unity. And she's also the co-founder of Freedom with Frequency. So Kara, it's awesome to have you here with us too. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Thank you so much. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. So I see we have many comments from our audience today with us. Oh, so many friends. So awesome to see you all here. So yes, as, as we go through today's conversation, if you have any questions or comments, ahas, insights, whatever it may be, do feel free to please ask, share with us, and we love to engage and interact with you. So with that, I think before I get into any questions, Kara or Angie, you know, how did you feel at the end of our last conversation as we kind of were both, we were all coming back together and talking about, oh my goodness, there's more. You know, do either of you want to just share your thoughts that you had at that moment? Yeah, absolutely. I was feeling that too. There was so much that we left unsaid because there's so much to say about this topic. It's, yeah, I mean, we could go on and on for hours, right? Sharing about this because it's it's so big and it's so different in how we each experience it. There's just so much to share. And I feel like as we're sharing, it's really healing too. So it's, yeah, there's, there's a whole nother layer. <laughs> Great point. I, I agree. It's very healing to share for sure. Kara, any, any extra thoughts, like what that was like for you at the end of the last one? I think we were all buzzing after the last one, weren't we? Especially, especially once the cameras went off us and it was just the three of us, we were on such a high, weren't we? Um, I think because we were tapping into the energy that's, that's there for the taking within the dark night of the soul and by talking about it we were kind of invoking the power of it almost and in some ways that's how our guides and angels when they're looking down upon us when we're going through it when we're in the thick of it that's how they feel about seeing us you know they're they're like yes this is happening it's amazing and so I think we just tapped into that vibe and it was just it was just really great fun. Just such a fun conversation. It was. I, I agree. So 
As I did last time, I have a series of questions that I am going to ask all three of us are going to contribute to, um, but we're also going to flow with the conversation. So I'm just going to go ahead and make it easy and start with the very first question. And so, so that very first question is, what was the spark? Okay, so yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't know if I said this. So today's conversation is really highlighting, of course, that after point of the dark night of the soul, which I was inspired. Angie, you used the word spark at the end of our last conversation. And that so resonated me with me because I was just kind of getting this like vision of like the light that comes through. So today's conversation is about the spark, the dark night ignites. And so with that, what was the spark that your dark night of the soul experience ignited in or for you? Um, yeah, Angie, would you like to answer that first? Yeah, absolutely. For me, I feel like the spark that was coming through was really the things that I came to share in the world that I had stuffed down or ignored or not wanted to go down those paths, right? Because, you know, all of the fear that I had around it, what would that look like? How would I do it? How would I support myself? Like every question that comes up or feeling that, you know, I wasn't worthy or I didn't have the confidence to do it or whatever, it really ignited in me that passion to follow my mission and to be my true self and to live my purpose and do it without worrying about what anyone's thinking, right? Just do it anyway, right? So I feel like for me, that that's the biggest spark that went off and, you know, continues to, I feel like, grow every day since I basically surrendered to the spark, right? Like while I was in the process and it was a process of surrendering and saying, I'm going to do this once and for all. The word I'm getting is you were unleashed. And it sounds like a sense of freedom came through. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. Kara, how about you? What was the spark that came through for you? Well, I think it's so interesting, that word spark, isn't it? I think it's such a beautiful and expressive word to use here. It's a great word that Angie came up with. And I think it's that, it's that, it's that sense of just the beginning, isn't it? And that it doesn't take much, but becomes bigger. And before you know it, everything else around you is just lit up with so much light. Um, and for me, my um, sort of aftermath of um, my dark night of the soul the spark was really that spark of intuition lighting the spark of your extra senses coming online and it felt like um it felt like me really seeing to um embodying the light that i am and shining my light which you know i know is your 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 big movement kim and so it's it's very fitting that that um we're talking about this today so yeah just um the 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 intuition coming online and you really starting and really be that beacon of light in amongst all of the darkness so you've come from the darkness you've moved through it and then now you get to serve this beautiful divine spark 
I love that. I always get the song, uh, Gloria Stefan's coming out of the dark song coming through. Coming out of the dark. You know, fine. Okay. I'm not going to sing. Um, but I, that's what was coming through as you were speaking. And yes, I'm getting a lot of that these days um, that our, our world is coming out of the dark into, into the light, you know, and um, you both have answered this question so beautifully. And so with such depth, um, what comes to mind first for me when I think about what was the spark um, that my dark night of the soul experience really <laughs> birthed? Um, may not sound so deep, but this, be, and I think that here's the reason why my answer is what it is, is it was such a long drawn out process. So we, we talked last time about, um, I know each of you mentioned, you know, it was like a few years of feeling like your dark night of the soul. And uh, it was for me too. I mentioned that there was a really real, real heavy three month period for me, but ultimately it was, it was a few years as well. And so it was through those three years that it's like, as we're talking about dark night of the soul and I was reflecting back, you know, there wasn't like this for me, there wasn't this pivotal key moment where, okay, now I'm through to the other side. It was this gradual thing. And so for me, when I think about the spark, the spark started to show through with new experiences. And I was no longer like refusing to try certain new things. And so certain new things for me were, and I think I maybe touched on some of this in the last one, but new things were meditation, hiking. I mean, it's it sounds so basic and simple. Some of you were like, I don't get it, Kim. That sounds so simple. I didn't hike before. I never did anything like that before. And in fact, it's so funny to me when I think about this, because for me, um, I remember sharing with my mom, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm looking, I'm researching this local hiking group. I'd like to go hiking with some people. And it felt so natural and normal, even though I'd never really done that before. And my mom's reaction just so much reflected a space that I could see I was in before. She said, she said, hiking, what, why do you want to do that? And I was like, oh, I guess this is a new thing. That's right. And so it was just, when I talk, think about the spark, it was this new me that was gradually coming through and unfolding through new experiences that I was, that I was choosing to engage in and, and research and move towards. And it was through those new, new experiences that I really feel like the spark, the light got even brighter because I made new friends. Um, I, you know, went from meditating on my own to joining a meditation group. And then my, my, you know, I made a really, really good friend out of that meditation group. We're friends to this day. It's been over 10 years. So, I mean, just so much got birthed out of that. And so when I think about the spark, it really was just new experiences that I was engaging in and started to bring in more and more new light for me. And, um, and that was, it was wonderful. It was really nice to have that come through. So, so that is mine. So I'm going to take a quick look at the chat. I see we've got some new comments here. Uh, We've got more and more friends saying hello, and <laughs> I'm so glad you found us on YouTube, Shady D. Good to see you here. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Okay, moving into our next question here. The spark, the dark night ignites. So who did you become as a result of, you know, this, this, just who did you become as a result of your experience? Talking about 
the new version of who you are that you're being transformed into. Just like, like the butterfly behind Angie. I love that that's here with us today. <laughs> um, who would like to go first? Go ahead, Kara. You... Oh. I think for me, I, I woke my multi self, my multi-dimensionality and realizing that I wasn't just this body. Um, I was very much a soul and having it here as plant. And I think I've become a truer, more fuller version of myself. Mm. Certainly, certainly privately. Because there was a part of me that wasn't quite ready to out of that spiritual closet and claim it and say, oh, yay, I'm this multi multi-dimensional being. And, you know, um, not the, the sort of typical conversation that you're going to have with your friends and family. Um, so I was starting to own more of who I truly was um, at, my, at my heart. And I think I was really stepping into who I'm supposed to be in terms of like my soul path, why I'm here and really um, looking into that fulfillment piece um, that I was missing from life. I, so what I love about what you just said is I hear you honoring your process. So I, it, it sounds like, yes, you knew there was more, but you didn't force yourself to, I don't know, to, to grow faster than what felt natural for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Because it's all very scary and new and, you know, it's, it's, it's just the unknown. You're very much stepping into the unknown. You kind of walk courageously in, into something don't you when you're, you're taking steps on virtual pool i i had to go with my own pace and kira just so you know i i'm i'm experiencing a little bit of um like in and out static so i i'm not i don't think i'm catching every word that you said and i don't know if our audience is either but um we're catching all the 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 key parts so um, i just wanted you to be aware of that so thank you for that so Awesome. Angie, how about you? Who did you become? For me, and I, I apologize, I'm staying muted. We're having this really loud thunderstorm. <laughs> so if you can hear it when I unmute, that's what it is. Um, so for me, I definitely became the leader of my life. And I was not the leader before that. I was, you know, feeling like I had to work in certain jobs and, you know, someone else was always the leader of me. And that's how I looked at it. It was not true. It was just my perspective, right? I was always following the leader. And I really moved into being the leader of me, which I, I truly think that that's the first step in anyone becoming a leader of anything is first you need to be the leader of one, right? The leader of yourself. And so I feel like the process for me was learning how to do that. Like everywhere that I had given my power away, everywhere where I wasn't the leader, I had to look at it and say, why am I choosing this? Why am I letting somebody else be, you know, the director of my movie in this way? I mean, that's 
for lack of a better example, that's kind of how I was seeing it. Like it was my movie and I was letting other people direct it and I needed to take over and be, you know, be the director and the star of my movie. And so I feel like that's what I became as I became the leader of, of me. <laughs> that is a great, I mean, gosh, that's, that's, oh, that is beautiful, Angie. That is, that's wonderful. Um, I will say for me, I became someone who was calmer and more aware of certain things. And for me, that was also this, I would say a greater opening to recognizing my emotions as they were happening in life and tuning into them. And, and that was a, that was a big thing. So, um, I think it's so common to go through life thinking, what? I know my emotions. I have my feelings. And then do you ever have experiences where someone asks you, how are you feeling? And you don't have an answer. Or how do you feel about this or that? And you don't know how to articulate it. So that was the beginning of that for me. And I'm very grateful for that. That was something I just never expected. Someone who's tuning more into, I would say, the totality of who I'm here to be, a spiritual being, having the human experience. I think we touched on this a little bit last time, is that it's not about um, trying to escape the human experience. And so learning more to be present with that. And so that's that's some of uh, what came through for me of who I became as a result. So taking a look at our comments again, I see we have someone here who found us. So glad that you found us. And yes, we are also on YouTube right now on YouTube at on the Kim O'Neill channel. It's just simply Kim O'Neill. Um, uh, but we're also here on Facebook. So it's good to have all of you here with us. Thank you for being here today. So continuing on. Okay. Next question. At what point did you realize there was something positive uh, emerging or birthing from your experience. So this is sort of similar, kind of takes us back to, you know, what was the spark? Um, but does this particular question bring up anything different for either of you? At what point did you realize there was something positive coming through this experience? Kara, would you like to go first? Yeah, hopefully you can hear me okay. It's, it's, it, we'll be fine. Yeah, I just wanted you to know it sounds better right now. Yeah, I think we're good. Good. Um, could you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. How about this? Angie, would you like to go first? And Kara, I'll just yeah, simply repeat the question. The question is, at what point did you start to realize there's something positive coming out of your dark night of the soul experience? And, and I guess I feel like there's something else I want to add there is that, um, what this really requires is that recognition of noticing that everything is connected and linked. It's not like, oh, here's the dark night of the soul. Um, now I'm, I'm kind of out of that and, and life's different. I'm so glad things aren't as horrible as they used to be. And oh, now there's something new and amazing in my life. And that's disjointed from that. That's, they're all connected. And so, um, so that might be kind of a part of what, what, sparked this conversation or this particular question as part of this conversation. Um, so I don't know, do either of you, does, does anything come through when you think about that? Like what point did you realize something positive was being birthed? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that moment for me was kind of enduring it. I was enduring it for maybe like a year or so, not really wanting to 
like go into those deeper emotions yet, you know, like knowing that all that was marinating under the surface and just kind of like being like, I'll put my toe in there. No, water's too cold, right? So eventually I feel like there was that breaking point and I feel like so many of us had it, have had it where it's like, it's too much. And it's, it's just like you call out for source, God, whoever will listen to you, right? Like you just do like, please show me. I can't even remember what the words were that I used, right? It was something to that effect. Like, please show me because I realize there's something that needs to change. I realize I'm not using my gifts. I'm not following what it was that spirit, you know, wants for my life or that I had intended or planned, right? And I think it was just in that moment, which is funny that we were having this, I'm thinking about the, like, how this thunderstorm is going on. It's like that crack of lightning moment, right? When you say, okay, what is it? Please show me. And I think that was the positive for me was that was the surrender. Like the moment where I just let it all go. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't need to hold on so hard to all these things I've created. If they fall away, they fall away. I cannot feel like this anymore. So something has to give, right? And it was just that moment of whatever happens, happens. And I'm just... I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to, it's good. You know, I'm going to surrender to it. Oh, love that. And I love the metaphor of the storm and the lightning. Yes. Finally, just surrendering to it. Yes. Kara, how about you? For me, Kim, my dark night of the soul really opened up the beginning of my spiritual awakening. And and so it really put me on that spiritual path, which was such a gift. It, it That in itself was the biggest blessing. And I would go through it all again if it meant that, you know, I ended up on the spiritual path. So I have, I have such enormous gratitude for my dark night of the soul. So I certainly, I certainly um, feel in the gratitude of it all. I also um, am very grateful for the fact that it, turned me into more of an energetic master in being able to work with and weave energies and be more of the commander um, in my own reality a bit like what Angie said taking leadership role and taking charge but really waking up to the fact that we have guides we have angels we can call on them we can ask them for help assistance guidance and it's all there for us if we just open ourselves to receive it. Love it. I, lo I love the answers you, both of you are sharing. So for me, it's so funny because initially I, I had different things show up in this answer, you know, really basic things like just, you know, the, how, how life started to feel fresher. Um, and, and, I mentioned in some of my notes I'm looking at, uh, you know, just like I was able to start to laugh again and and start to see how things were, energy was shifting. But really the deeper, deeper connection point for me was when I was able to see that, okay, this situation that happened on the surface that felt like uh, just so much turmoil and chaos came out of it. When I started to see the connection point between that and other things that had happened prior in my life and how all of those were connected, leading me up to this moment, moment and how, oh my goodness, I hadn't yet quite healed from something that happened years before, 
And therefore this situation happened to help me to see that and how it was playing out in my life. So, um, to not be so vague. So mine again was a relationship, a relationship that ended very unexpectedly. Um, and it was very much some, a codependent relationship that I, I recall having at one point, this awareness of, uh Oh, this is a codependent relationship. Oh my goodness. What are we going to do when this ends? Well, I found out, I got to find out. And, um, so when it ended, as I was going through all of it, when I finally started to see the, the spark, the positive emerging and birthing through it was seeing, oh my goodness, this all linked back to, for me, was having an absent father. And so having that absent father and realizing, okay, that's right. Like we are here to be our, our, our selves, uh, whole selves and not necessarily be attached or requiring other people to be something other than what they feel called to be for themselves. Um, I don't know if I'm quite articulating this as well as I could be, but I hope it's making sense. Uh, and, yeah. Let me know in the comments if this is resonating for anybody. Um, Kara, I see a head nod. Okay. So that's, that's good to hear. <laughs> good to see. So for me, it was really that connection piece. As I mentioned before, we dived into this conversation, just noticing that everything is connected, that the awful situation actually was bringing to light something that I hadn't quite yet healed from. And this was the gift. And I saw it as a gift in that moment. Like, wow. Okay. Thank you for showing me that. I really had not seen that. And so that was part of the awareness that came through for me. So a quick check on our comments again. We do have Looks like uh, Helene, who has joined us. Good to see you, Helene. And she's saying hello to everybody. And also saying, I love the light of God. Is my I love the light. God is my walk every day. And I am blessed to walk with God. That's awesome, Helene. Thank you for being here and sharing that with us. So before we move on to the next question, I, I want to just take a moment and just check in with both of you, Kara and Angie. Is anything new emerging for you that um, that either of you you know would like to share or touch on? Is there anything that um, I don't know? Just kind of just doing a casual check in. Where are you, both of you, with this conversation? I feel like for me, I'm realizing how far I've come <laughs> since I initially you know started the Dark Knight of the Soul process, and and I feel like I'm also realizing that it was kind of a uh, yes, it was a three-year process, like you were saying, you know, you were mentioning, Kim, that I had mentioned, and Cara had mentioned hers was too. I think there was a long buildup runway into that three-year. I don't think it was just like, you know, in that one moment, all of a sudden, I was finding myself there, right? So it was kind of like a build, and then that three years was kind of like the, you know, the height of it, if that makes sense. And then, there was like a waning from it, if that makes sense. So I, I feel like as we, the more we talk about it and share our experiences, I feel like it was a very long actually journey in and out of it. So anyway, that's what I was noticing. Thank you for sharing that. So it, I think that's key to point out because I, I think it's very easy for a person to say, oh, I'm done now, or I'm supposed to be done now, right? Or doing that shitting on yourself and, that's not helpful and that's not necessary um, because there are lots of gifts that come out along the way. Kara, how about you? Was there anything extra you wanted to add? 
Yeah, I think the the theme um, of courage is really coming forward for me right now. Um, just in hearing both your stories and I suppose reflected back on my own. But you know, I mean, the 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 dark of the soul. I mean, it brings some serious wounds, serious like deep rooted stuff from our past that we that you know we've stuffed away like Angie mentioned at the very beginning of the conversation and so I think I'm just inspired and I'm really um taken with how just you've had to be in order to face those wounds because it would be so easy it would be so easy to keep going on the path of and and you know trying to numb the pain with alcohol or food or whatever it is and so to really have the courage to face all of that I think that takes an ordinary person and I think that you know that people that do that should be celebrated and honored for the fact that they've chosen to walk that path and they've done it with a great deal of of grace even if it doesn't feel like it for them but just to honor the fact that that someone has taken those great steps I think is wonderful that's a great point and and I know I missed a few words somewhere in there but um you mentioned celebrating each other and I want to just invite our audience whether you're live or on the replay with us today whether you're in the middle of your dark night, heaviness, whatever it might be, or on the other side of that, you get to still celebrate yourself. You can celebrate yourself in this moment right now. Kara, thank you for bringing up the, the courageousness of it because, um, and that's leading into one of our, our upcoming questions, you know, about resistance, resisting the process. So you get to celebrate yourself for going through it, for being in it, for um, doing whatever surrendering looks like for you so that you can go through it. So yeah, I love that. So, okay, moving on to our next question here. In this one, you know, I don't know if this is really necessary. What else shifted as you embraced that spark or positive transformation? I'll, I'll go first on this one here. Uh, what else shifted for me as I started engaging in new experiences? Um, there was, uh, there, you know, my body transformed. Um, there were career changes. Um, I finally was saying yes to certain things that I wanted to do for a long time, similar to what Angie started talking about earlier. Um, and so it went from new experiences on a small personal level to bigger ways in my life. Um, that's what shifted more for me. So it's more so, you know, as you're having this internal spiritual experience, then the ways that it starts to be reflected on the outside. Um, that's how I would answer that question. Angie, how about you? Was there any anything else that, that shifted that you didn't already share? And if not, that's fine. I think um, I might have shared about it a little bit last time, but for me, emotionally, feeling safe, like eventually when I did dive into the pool, right? You know, when I finally said, all right, I'm there's the only way to um, work with this is to go through it. Like you mentioned a couple of times, you can't go around it. You can't go above it. You can't go below it. You have to go through it. And when I finally decided to go through it, and both of you have talked about this today, 
you know, really allowing those emotions and every, all those hurts and all of those things that I didn't look at and all those unhealed, you know, things that didn't completely process and really allowing myself to go there and in whatever mode, and I went through many modalities throughout that process, you know, in the last 13 years, many different things and they were all fantastic, right? There's no one, you know, any one way to do that. So, and coming out the other side and that, and I know it's a never, like we're on this never ending journey of becoming, but as I say, coming out the other side, for me, what that means is I can, and I mentioned this in the last one, I can be safe in any emotion, right? Like I can have any emotion and be safe doing it. And I think that's what, that's what the problem for me was. And the challenge was with the dark night was I didn't want to go into them because I didn't feel safe. I didn't want to go into that deep water because it was too scary to feel all of that. And now I can feel freely and it's amazing. It's a different level of being alive. It is, it's just a whole different level. And I can have every emotion and appreciate them all for what they are without any guilt or shame around them or fear. Angie, I love that you brought that into this conversation because that was such, you articulated that so well. It was safe to feel any emotion. Um, I totally, I, yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Um, yeah. Awesome. Kara, how about you? Was there anything else that shifted for you that you didn't already share? Yes, definitely. Um, what shifted for me was relationships because we're really shifting the relationship with our own self. So because of that, we, we then see those changes with relationships with the, with our friends our family our loved ones and so for me my relationships really changed I felt like I had a deeper connection and I had more gratitude for the people that I had in my life which is an amazing plus side of course but then there's also the side which is Perhaps you start to notice that there's relationships in your life that are slightly toxic or don't serve you so well. Um, and you find yourself slowly but surely moving away from those people. Um, it can be done very easily and with a lot of grace. It need to be really awful tearing apart of our friendship or a relationship. But definitely relationships change because you, your relationship with your own inner self is becoming stronger and more powerful. And so therefore, your outer relationships change too. Absolutely. And uh, with that, I want to highlight, um, we have Helene saying amen. And Betty gave us a really long comment, uh, but it's a great one. So I want to definitely highlight this. Uh, Betty's saying, every one of us have different approach of stepping out of the dark. Mine was prompted by a playful spiritual guide and introduced the inner fire to me as a deaf child. That is how I got out of many dreadful dark into the light. I had many life setbacks. Betty, thank you so much for sharing that with us because um, I think, Angie, you were starting to talk about how we all have different experiences and I completely agree. And that's also why we have three of us here today to share a range of uh, experiences and how we might articulate them um, because everyone's going to relate to something different. So thank you for sharing that, Betty. 
So moving along, and if I feel, if I seem like I'm going too fast, it's simply because I want to be able to touch on everything before our time is up here. And so um, this is a conversation that probably could go on beyond even this, this uh, today's show. So, so let's see what else we can add to it. So next question I want to ask both of you is, was there anything you resisted? And we've already started to touch on some of this too. Was there anything you resisted in the process of that transformation um, I'm going to answer first. My answer speaks a little bit to some of what Angie was saying earlier too. I definitely resisted letting go. I definitely resisted letting go. Um, I, for me, this, that's when angels first started becoming a, th a, a thing for me. Um, I would, you know, talking to angels and looking for angel resources, listening to angel music. And, um, and so, yeah, so I definitely resisted letting go and allowing things to transform, accepting, you know, what was changing. Oh, okay. You know, I no longer have a, a friendship with this person anymore. And that was really hard and yet really good and healthy for me to finally resist or not resist to let go of and stop resisting. So that was, um, yeah, that was the big one. That was a big one for me. It's just simply resisting letting go. And that's probably speaks to everyone's experience in some way. Um, Angie, would you like to answer this one next? Is there anything else you'd like to add to? Absolutely. Yeah. I think you said it perfectly. That was my experience too. Just the fear of the change that might happen and trying to, you know, because I was coming from that that lifetime and so many of us are taught that to control everything right? Because that's what made me feel safe. Like if I could control it, then it could be safe and everything's going to be okay. Right. But I had to completely switch my beliefs around that. Right. I had to learn to trust. And it was like that letting go, that's, it's such a beautiful thing to have to happen because you have to reach in and have that deep level of trust in that it's all going to be okay. I mean, your everything in every facet of your life is touched by this, right? Like um, you know, emotionally, relationships, spiritually, financially, every your with your physical body relationship. I mean, nothing is left untouched. And so, yeah, it was just letting go of letting go. There you go. You said the words perfectly, Kim. And it was the control and just moving into the trust. And it was that surrender piece for me too, like learning, you know, because we've heard the word a million times, but it was like actually embracing surrendering you know, and really make it, bring it into my life as like a true process that I was actually using. So yeah, that you said it great. I, I'm just kind of reiterating <laughs> what you said. Uh, well, thank you. And I love what you just said. So I just put it on the screen. <laughs> Letting go is a beautiful thing to have to happen. <laughs> Talk about a life lesson right there. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Angie. Absolutely. Um, Carrot, how about you? Yeah. So me, it was really about owning it and stepping into the, the new persona, the new person that I, I had become. And so I suppose it's similar to what you and Angie said, because you're letting go of the past version of you and you're stepping into this new version of who you are. But I think because of my um, spiritual gift opening up and and becoming a part of my daily life and embracing all of that 
it was difficult to then own it publicly and say, this is who I am now and this is what I can do. And I can talk to angels and I'm guided by my intuition. Um, so that, that was hard. I tried to hide that for a long time. And thank you for sharing that. What I hear is you're, you know, you were in the process of um, fully accepting and owning your light and who you are and what feels natural for you. And, and that's a whole other conversation. And that absolutely speaks to the Let Your Light Shine movement too. So um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. We have some more awesome comments. Let's go ahead and take a look at these. Uh, Sage Tarot is saying, I think the best shift I had was when I was leaving my job. I told my manager I was grateful. It was a toxic environment because it was killing me. I thanked the manager and left. Woo! That's, that took some courage right there. Good for you for honoring you and moving towards what felt right for you. Thank you for sharing that, Sage. Okay. Um, I'm going to jump ahead to the last question here because we've already gone in a few different directions and really shared lots of different things here. So last question, and we kind of touched on this earlier, is if you could go back in time and completely stop your dark night of the soul experience from happening, would you? Why or why not? Yeah, go ahead. Angie, would you like to answer this first? Sure, absolutely. I, I wouldn't stop it. I would allow it to happen. It was the it was the catalyst for me to transform and for me to, like I said, become the leader of my life, take my power back, heal so many things, you know, in the process of doing that and really become the person that I intended for this life, right? To really allow that, to let my light shine, <laughs> like you said. So absolutely, no, I would not, I really wouldn't change a thing at all. I would go through it just as I did. Awesome. Kara, how about you? Would you go back and change anything? Um, I wouldn't change a thing. I I would, would do it all again a heartbeat. <laughs> I... It was such a gift and a blessing, even though it felt very painful at the time. Um, if anything, I wish I could have done it sooner, <laughs> but everything is divine timing. And um, I, I'm ho hoping that um, as, as we have new generations coming into the planet and their beautiful energies, that they're the children of today are born knowing this stuff. They're already so connected to their soul and their mission and their 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 life purpose. And so I, I'm hopeful that there will be a day where we don't have to go a dark night of the soul. Um, it was it was just a blessing for me. It gave me it gave me my soul. And, and put me in touch with my soul. So I am forever grateful for that. Well, knowing what I know now, no, I would not go back and change anything. However, <laughs> this is partly why we're having this conversation. If I were to go back, uh, not knowing what I know now, yeah, I'd want to change everything, right? Who wants to go through that? That's, that's like, it's like your own little personal torture. Um, that's what it feels like. Um, and it's all worth it. And so that's why we're having this conversation. And so, yes, knowing what I know now, no, I would not change anything. Um, 
it's priceless. And I think the other reason why I want to even speak to this is because there could be this ongoing sense of resistance of fighting certain things. And so the more you can come to that space of acceptance and recognizing the gift of the transformation that's taking place, knowing that it's not the it's not the it's not the end of everything. It might be the end of how something has been, but there's something new emerging. It's just it's all worth it. And so when you accept and surrender, you shorten that space and time of things being drawn out and resisted and being in a space of discomfort and step more into the space of ooh, expansion and transformation and ease and growth and and new self-love and all of that. And so and so I think that's really where that question is coming from. I'm looking at the comments here. And what do we have here? We have another comment from Sage saying, everyone is entitled to have a dark night so they can learn the difference between toxic living and something new. We all need to learn how to survive, especially since survival is our basic instinct. Some of us forget how to survive. Linda, thank you, Linda. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I... Yes. Um, yes. And that to me, it brings up what I mentioned earlier too, about the importance of recognizing the value of the human experience, right? It's not all about, oh, I'm just supposed to embrace that I'm a spiritual being. You know, how do you get to be a spiritual being as a human who fully accepts and embraces all of them, all of themselves? Um, that's what I hear coming up as you, as I share that comment. So we did it. We did it. We had our, our second conversation to the dark night of the soul. And I hope that, you know, whether you are with us live or on the replay, I hope that this has been able to yield some, some new insights, some hope, some something fresh and new and helpful for you on your journey forward. Um, where you are today does not have to be where you are tomorrow. And even if you are in the same place, that's okay too. Uh, you know, I want to go back to celebrate yourself for being on the journey and continuing to learn and be in your process versus tr still trying to go around it or, you know, that kind of thing. It's okay. Love yourself through it. Karen and Angie, do you have any, any additional thoughts you want to share with everyone as we start to wind down this conversation? I just want to say thank you for doing this. This is fantastic. What a great topic and just something, yeah, that probably everyone has experienced or might experience at some point. And I think that this information is is priceless and really helpful. So thank you for this idea and for the invitation. You're you're welcome. Thank you for being here. And thank you for the, the word spark, because that totally was like, yes, that is it. That's that just totally resonated when you said that. So yeah, Kira, how about you? Any any final thoughts, anything extra you'd like to share? Yeah, again, just a massive thank you to you and to on the replay. It's always such an honor to talk on these subjects. Um, um, and I'm just always very grateful. Thank you. Um, I suppose just echo you are in the here and now, and that is enough. That is enough for today because you are enough as you are. So that's what I would like to leave everyone with today. Absolutely. You are enough. And I also just want to add that whenever you find this conversation, so I'm speaking to our replay audience now, whenever you find this conversation is the right time. 
a phrase that um, started that I started to become aware of back around the time that I was going through my dark night of the soul is the teacher appears when the student is ready. And I have repeatedly found that to be true in my life as I continue to evolve and embark into new directions of my life a new teacher emerges, a new teacher appears. I hear something that I've never heard before and I find out, oh, it's been around for years, but I'm just now hearing it because that was the moment for me to hear it. So I want to make sure everyone knows that, that, you know, whether you hear this conversation, you know, one day from when it's recorded or 10, 15 years from now, that's the right time. And so just to, just to know that. Angie and Kara, will you share with everyone where they can connect with you beyond today's conversation? And um, Angie, I'll start with you. Where should everyone go to, um, uh, let's remove the word should, where can everyone go if they'd like to connect with you after today's conversation? The be probably best way to connect with me is through my website. It's lifepurposepathfinder.com. And if you go to the tab, there's a drop down on the right hand side, um, free stuff. I added another free gift in there. So that's a great way to stay connected. If you subscribe, then you're in my list and you'll know everything that's going on all the time. Another great spot is I have a Facebook group. It's Life Purpose Pathfinders. And it's a private community. Um, we talk about subjects like this and all kinds of things about our growth and expansion in that community and life purpose and mission and all that good stuff. So if you'd like to join that group, just go in there and just um, click that you'd like to join and I'll see that and then I'll add you. So those are probably the two best ways to find me. Awesome. Kara, how about you? Yeah, the best place to um, reach me is on my website, which is karabari.com. And um, all of my links to my social media, um, and my online um, um, everything there. So um, take a look at Kari. Last but not least, same for me. You can visit KimO'NealCoaching.com to find out more about my coaching, my show, and the Let Your Light Shine movement, uh, which is where I am beginning to direct more of my energy towards. So if you have not yet joined that, I absolutely invite you to join. You can go to the link on the screen, which is a bit.ly link, bit.ly forward slash let your light shine movement, or simply go to kimoneilcoaching.com and you'll find the link for that on there on that page. But it's simply all about you being that spark, that light in the world that only you can be. Only you can be. No one else can be you. And that's the gift you are to the world. And so... The, the page on there says more about the movement. I'll let you check that out. Um, but I absolutely invite you to join because you are a spark, regardless of what you're going through, um, how you're transforming and, and all of that. So I hope you will always know that. And I'm going to take one last look at the comments here. Um, let's see here. We have, uh, yes, Sage, uh, yep, affirming. Yes, when the teacher appears, the student is ready. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yes. Okay. Well, wonderful to have all of you here today. Thank you for joining in our conversation. I'm going to just leave it at that. Take a deep breath. 
celebrate who you are, love who you are, see the light that you are, and just allow yourself to be in your own flow. Go at your own pace because you don't have to be anywhere that you aren't already. And you will get wherever it is that you're looking to get. But the key is being in the present moment and embracing your process. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Elena and Joanne. Good to have you here. And we're going to say bye for now. Angie and Kara, thank you so much for being here today. Stay right there. And I will see you all again very soon. Bye, everybody.